Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. I'm uh, Winston Zettimore, Yana. I've only been with the company for a couple of weeks, but I gotta tell you, these things are real. Since I joined these men, I have seen shit that'll turn you white. Well, you could believe, Mr. Pecker. My name is Peck. Or you could accept the fact that this city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, Mr. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Exactly. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Enough, I get the point. What if you're wrong? If I'm wrong, nothing happens. We go to jail peacefully, quietly. We'll enjoy it. But if I'm right, and we can stop this thing, Lenny, you will have saved the lives of millions of registered voters. everyone and welcome to smoking and drinking in space this is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi and this week we review the film that became a pop culture icon and was the highest grossing comedy until a movie about awful parents abandoning their child to go on a european vacation knocked it from the throne it's 1984's ghostbusters but first he's the ghost hunter with all the gadgets who wants to drill a hole through his skull to my skeptic skirt chaser who stopped him because i didn't want to clean up the mess it's james how are you doing james uh, I'm doing pretty well, Vinkman. <laughs> and he's the guy whose idea of confronting a ghost for the first time is to rush it, much like how he approached the first girl he liked. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? Um, uh, well, I'm glad that was that because I was prepared to respond by saying it's a little soiree with my um, clients. <laughs> Yeah, because I was, I, I, I was. Yeah, fully you do fit that character a little better, I don't was you? Fully yeah. prepared to get thrown under the bus as Rick Moranis. Yeah, you are Lewis Tully. Like, yeah. if we're gonna, like, I get it. The three of us were the Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's a good. It's a good yeah, analogy. Yeah. Unfortunately, Rob's not smart enough, funny enough, or good looking enough to be any of the three Ghostbusters. So yeah, he <laughs> definitely one hundred percent fits into the Lewis Tully uh, 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 persona. And I'm guessing Lewis Tully's mom was fucking hot. <laughs> James, you got any uh, news about CBC this week? Actually, uh, as a matter of fact, I do. For those of you interested that, that are invested in Creative Brain Candy, we are going to tease right now a brand new podcast. That's right. A brand new podcast is coming to Creative Brain Candy. And guess what? It's not done by anybody on the network, unlike other networks. So get, uh, look forward to that. I promise you it's going to be wild see what i did there nobody else does but you two did it's gonna be wild got it yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I got you nobody. no okay. I, I got it yeah nobody cares it's fine uh also there's gonna be another podcast um you know if rick moranis never gets his shit together <laughs> <laughs> so look forward how to did that we 2022 sign, how did we sign rick moranis well i don't know lewis like we did. I think right. people will be able to read into that exactly 
run out and throw it down. But it will be a spinoff of of, of, of of probably one of the more popular podcasts on Creator Brain Candy. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Might have to do with some some powered individuals. I don't know. I can't I can't speak to it, Jason. I can't speak to it. But yeah, you can you're check under out. an NDA. Just you can't you can't talk yeah, about it. I can't I can't talk about it. But you can check out uh, you know, all the great podcasts, the family of podcasts that we have here on Creative Brain Candy by going to creativebraincandy.com. And if you want to be a podcaster, you know somebody who wants to be a podcaster, I promise you can't do much worse than Rob. Uh, creativebraincandy.com, click the apply button and let us know. And while you're there, check out uh, Ice Forward March, a podcast uh, from a couple of military guys that think they, no, no, wait, that's our tagline. Yeah, that's ours. That doesn't work there because they actually do know military, so. Right, they actually know what the hell they're talking about. So if you're in the military, know somebody who is in the military, uh, tell them to check out Ice Forward March. Uh, It's a a funny, entertaining podcast uh, that kind of gives those in the military uh, some insight into what uh, a couple of sergeants do and then how they're preparing to maybe one day transition out of the military. Check them out. Eyes Forward March with Sergeant Bacon and Sergeant Seagar. All right, Rob, you got, you got any news for us this week? Yeah, I do. So, uh, first piece of news is uh, a few years ago. You know, we had uh, we had Omamamu uh, come through space. Yeah, we actually um, talked about that last week too. No, we we didn't, Jason. <laughs> well, we did. It's just not on this show. Well, yeah. no, it's uh, it's going to be sometime in the future, right? But it's relative news right now. Why are so. you going to bore people twice with this? Because I can, all right? Because I needed three <laughs> news articles, and those are the three that I had. I can't help it if James can't just keep his mouth shut and not spoil here's a the whole thing. like I thing I had that. going on. Yeah, here's the thing. It, it's backwards. You would have been doing this backwards because the, what you spoiled it on, for those of you who, who are like completely lost, we do a, a Patreon-exclusive show for those uh, uh, our Quabble uh, supporters who throw us a couple of nickels uh, every month. They get a, a special episode, and we just recorded the next one for them. Yeah. And and Rob talked about, I'll just tell everybody, it's fine, because if you're interested, throw us a couple of nickels. You too can listen to Rob uh, talk very, like, it was just bad, about aliens and UFOs. Yeah. Alien, aliens and UFOs. Yeah. And right. Umamamu, which was a, uh, which was a uh, spaceship. Back right. in 2017, right. I'd like to say it was a well thought out and well presented not. argument that he gave, no. but I would be lying. Bad. Yeah, no. Hey, I I convinced you in the no, first like five seconds. Something. You yeah, actually in the first five me, seconds Rob, that UFOs are no longer they like they're not. There's nothing special. Perfect. From them. That's what you convinced Perfect. me. I was going the other direction. <laughs> so then. here's the thing. You said in that, which is going to be released next month uh, for our uh-huh. Quabble, uh, Quabble that supporters. Oamamu was a space uh, spaceship said, in right. 2017. Yeah, yeah. And then I said, I brought up this article that you're about to bring up. Right, right, and right. And you the, got mad at me because you're like, you just spoiled my whole joke. The problem yeah, you, is nobody yeah. would get that joke, number one, except the two people uh, that, that are that are the Quabbles or the three That's or however okay. many. Right. But here's the They're the only ones I care about because okay. they give us money. But here's the thing. When they when you brought that up, mm-hmm. they would have been like, "What wasn't it like a month ago when the dipshit said that it wasn't a spaceship?" 
That's true. So it's not that's really true. a joke. It just would have made you look even worse than you already do. That's so I can live with that. <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> anyway, All right, so I think <laughs> I think we just spoiled it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's no longer a spaceship. Uh, they think it's a chunk of frozen nitrogen. I read an article today that called it an Oreo in space. An Oreo, Oreo in, in space. space? How is it an I Oreo? That, yeah. I looked it's, at it. It's creamy gonna, in the center. I, I was going to send it to Rob, but I knew he'd fuck it up. So I was just like, screw it. I, I don't care. And I didn't even read the article. I was like, I was like, I don't care. It, I know that it's nitrogen. It's gas. I don't give or ice. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> it's fine. All right, Rob, what All else right. you got? Uh, second one is, uh, you know, there has been, there has been rumors out there for a long time about getting John Krasinski and Emily Blunt to play um, Fantastic Four, right? Play uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman. Uh, apparently, um, it's been reported that uh, Emily Blunt has passed on being part of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, so I don't, uh, there isn't any rumor as to who they're going to try to get, but uh, um, you know, we'll see what happens. So it's, un- it's unfortunate because why is that unfortunate? Of, yeah, I think it would have been kind of cool. I, I'm not a I'm not a big Emily Blunt guy. Okay. Oh, you're not. Would you give Would no. you give um, Jessica Alba another try? Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, yeah. I would. Okay. Yeah, I think she did for what they gave her. I think she did fine. Uh, mm. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. That movie was not good. It, it wasn't, wasn't good. just the neither, script. Wasn't, weren't there two of them? Yeah, there were. Yes, there, there was. Yeah, they, neither of yes, them were good. Were. No. No, they weren't good, but the, I thought she did fine. No. She's also my past, She did. She way. was all right, but I mean, it, it just wasn't a good movie. She was fun to look at. She's always fun to look at. Yeah. She's right. my just, hall pass. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. wait, did you say she's your hall pass? Yeah, yeah, she she's been my hall pass for a while. This is I'm now sorry. this is now the second podcast in as many weeks uh, where I'm finding out who someone's hall New, pass is, and I guarantee yeah. you that Jessica Alba is just as disappointed that uh, she is <laughs> your hall pass as Tina Fey is at finding out that she's Tim's hall pass. Okay, <laughs> Tina Fey is Tim's hall pass. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, no, it's a wow. good hall pass, but both Tina Fey. And now Jessica Alba are disappointed. Are absolutely <laughs> disappointed that, that yeah. they're like, really? You couldn't pick somebody else, fuckers? Yeah. 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 What else you got, Rob? All right. Last thing I got is I, unless you've been living on a rock the last, uh, what, year and a half or so. Um, There's a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. That and uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, finally dropped. Yes. Um, yes, it did. So. From everything I have heard, not only through uh, websites, but uh, it seemed like a play-by-play by Jason. <laughs> it was not a fucking our, play-by-play. Oh, it might, as, oh, it it might as well not. have been. It no, was funny. No, but he was, yeah, he was going through it, and you, you're like, okay, all right. Yeah, all it was right. good. I enjoy yeah. it because it gives me a, a little bit of hope that this might actually be good. Now, I've read reviews where people are like, this is still shit. No, yeah, but it's better shit. It, well, sure. It's not yeah. shit. I mean, which is, like, which but, would you rather yeah. have? Cold shit on a paper plate or hot shit in, like, a goblet? Yeah, so, so uh, 
as of four days ago, which would have been like right when it released, uh, the regular Justice League had a 40% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes, whereas the uh, Zack Snyder uh, version has a had a 71%. Well, can't you so, look right now and see what it's at? I, I like, guess I could. I mean, research. Like, why didn't you do that before the show? Because you guys were forcing me to, like, go fast, and I wasn't ready, and you guys were like, Oh, oh there it is. Go. You weren't ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's at 74 it's at seventy four percent now. It's it's a so it's good movie. I thought it was very good. Now it is a long movie. It's a little over four hours long. So yeah, it's a marathon. Yeah. Could you cut it out? Could you cut some things out to make it shorter and have? Yeah, it still you be could, a good you could movie. probably get it down to at least three, three hours and, a half. and forty-five minutes. <laughs> you could probably so get it down thing. to at least three and a half, but I don't think I don't think the four hours hurts it that much. So, so here's the thing, right? So, whoever um, decides one day to maybe possibly do a podcast about superhero movies, and perhaps maybe they might start with this one. I don't know. It's just complete conjecture on 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 my part here. <laughs> <laughs> but if someone were to do that, I don't like, here's the problem with this movie. The problem with this movie is that it's not going to go anywhere. It teases a sequel that will never happen. Oh, I know. And it could have been so good. Right. So the movie is essentially like the, Z the Snyder cut. Well, I'm glad on some level that he was able to, as an artist, get his, his art out there. It's frustrating as a fan to go, especially if it's better than the original, which I mean, honestly, it can't be fucking worse. Uh, if it's better than the original as a fan to go, God damn, why, why can't Henry Cavill uh, be Superman for a while? Why can't, why can't Batfleck be a thing for a while? God damn. Why can't Gal Gadot just take her top off? God damn. Why can't we get the sequel that we all deserve? Wait, I mean, I missed something there. It, it's just what, what did you miss? Gal Gadot taking her top off? Yeah, goddamn. Why can't she take her top off? That's I don't think yeah. that's a lot to ask in a rated R movie, which the Snyder Cut's no. rated R. It is rated R. Yeah, mm. I don't think that's a lot to ask. Yeah. So I, it's just, it's frustrating as a fan, isn't it? It It, it is because we don't, it, it's frustrating at a fan, as a fan that the executives at Warner Brothers got in the way because of the mediocre reviews that uh, Batman versus Superman got now Batman versus Superman wasn't a great movie, but it was okay. I think, uh, I think there were some compromises in terms of time and vision that Snyder had to make for that movie as well. And then whenever the reviews came in and Warner brothers got cold feet due to them being dipshits and the AT&T merger going on at the same time, I think uh, they they decided to change their vision and try to emulate Marvel, which was a horrible choice because the the comic book franchise that DC has brought about is a totally different type of of comic than than Marvel. I mean, these are these are different heroes. They they have different motivations. They're they're different types of heroes. And so, trying to emulate what Marvel was doing, I think, was an idiotic choice, and we the fans got to suffer because of it. Yeah, I, I don't disagree, especially in the middle of universe building, which is essentially what they were doing at the time. Right. Yeah. They were trying to, you cannot make that kind of hard change. Now, while I didn't really like Batman versus Superman, I thought it was serviceable. I thought it was okay. 
<clears throat> much like Rob's podcasting. So there are things that obviously I can I can just look over and, and kind of ignore a lot like Rob's podcasting where I'm like, all right, well, I can continue on with this universe because hopefully it will get better. Now, Man of Steel, the first Superman movie, I don't give two shits what anybody says. I love that fucking movie. It was a good movie. I, I thought that was a solid, great movie. The first Wonder Woman movie, fan-fucking-tastic. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Uh, Aquaman was good. Aquaman, Aquaman was, was good. good. Yeah. So, I, like, like what Warner Brothers, I know you're not going to listen to us, probably because we associate with Rob. And if that's the case, just drop us an email, creativebraincandy.com. Let us know if that's the reason. Well, we won't associate with him anymore. And we'll, like, let's work through this. Let's let Snyder continue with this vision, make him the Kevin Feige of, of DC and let's, let's get some quality movies going. Okay. That's yep. all I'm asking. And if we have to sacrifice Rob for it, you know what? The world will be a better place. All right. Who's ready for a pod crawl? I'm okay with that. I'll, I'll sacrifice <laughs> myself. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod Crawl the pod crawl pod crawl pod crawl pod crawl excellent inserted deep pod crawl kind of like a space suppository full of information. Dr. Peter Venkman is a psychologist who deeply cares for his subjects and their well-being, making sure to give them the time and attention they need, especially if they are young and blonde. When he's roped into investigating a ghost sighting with his colleague Ray Stance, who also drags along son of Bride of Frankenstein Egon Spengler, they encounter not the ravings of a hysterical assistant who saw a dust mote from the corner of her eye, but an actual novel phenomenon involving a non-corporeal apparition. In other words, they actually saw a ghost. But, like Rob seeing boobs for the first time, they don't know what to do with it. When they head back to their lab, they find out they've been evicted by the Board of Regents for not doing science very good and are now out of gerbs. Peter convinces Ray that he doesn't really need the family farm, so let's leverage that puppy to the gills and start up a paranormal investigation business based in a condemned firehouse driving around in a salvaged ambulance shooting things with nuclear-powered particle accelerators. You know, normal small business shit. After setup and advertising, and a grand meal of takeout Chinese, they are broke and starting to lose hope. But Karma is enjoying seeing these guys flail about and doesn't want the ride to end quite yet. So they get their first real paying gig, a haunting at a fancy Manhattan hotel. It seems there's a ghost going around terrorizing the buffets, and after Peter gets jizzed on by the little slime ball, they trap it in the ballroom after exacting maximum revenge on all the nice things. Meanwhile, Peter is pursuing Dana, a cellist who had some suicidal chicken eggs, and a haunted refrigerator. She's hot, so Peter is giving her his special attention, and after gaining some notoriety by trapping apparitions just going about their lives and incarcerating them without due process, she agrees to meet him in her apartment one night, for research, of course. The guys are spread thin with the uptick in business, so they hire Winston Zedmore to help them pick up the slack and add an everyman element to the script. On date night, it seems Dana has changed, her makeup will inspire the film Labyrinth, and she's acting like she's on a Molly Bender. Oh, she's also calling herself Soul, which also happens to be the name she heard coming from her fridge. This isn't really Peter's bag, he likes kinky, but hovering over the bed is a kink too far, so he roofies her and heads back to work. He gets there just as human penis wrinkle and man who answers the question, what happens to cockroaches when they reincarnate, Peck, is insisting the containment grid they jail all of their spirits in is shut down. Skippy from the electric company flips the switch to off, and a ghost gasm of ectoplasm sprays from the top of the firehouse. 
Peck gets the Ghostbusters arrested, and they are hauled into the mayor's office, since there is now a widespread Spectre riot happening in New York. Peter and Peck both make their cases to the mayor, who tells Peck to fuck off, and gives the Ghostbusters carte blanche to stop the end of the world. It seems the locus for all the weird shit going on is Dana's building, and she and one of her neighbors, whose leg was also humped by a dog, are basking in their post-coital glow and turn into hellhounds themselves. The Ghostbusters make it to the top of the Tower of Terror, where they meet the unholy love child of David Bowie, and Jennifer Beals with pink eye, Gozer. Gozer tells them the world is doomed, but as a consolation prize, they get to decide how it's destroyed. They decide, nah, we don't want to play that game, but Ray, being a simpleton, and Rob's grandfather, can't help but think of a marshmallow sailor. As the product of a wild night between the Michelin Man and the Doughboy rages through the streets of Manhattan, the guys light it on fire with their plasma guns. But it's not enough, their only hope is to whip them out and write each other's name in the snow, so they aim at the gate to the nether realm, hold the tips real close, and explode with pent-up par physical energies. The top of the building is destroyed, Dana and her drug-fueled one-night stand are reverted back from dog form, Peck is doused with molten hot marshmallow, and roll the Ghostbusters being chased by either an angry mob or a grateful populace, credits. Alright, so this is a cult classic, a well, pop culture icon. I mean, this, this turned into a, a billion-dollar franchise with a second movie, an animated series, and tons and tons of merchandise. Um, and it still holds up pretty well today. I mean, it's still funny. Uh, the, the clothes and the cars and the setting is definitely dated. The, the special effects are definitely showing their age. But mm-hmm. I, think, uh, yeah. I think the story holds up. I think the comedy holds up. Yeah, I agree. I really, I love watching this movie every chance I get. And so it was, uh, it was awesome for me to be able to, to make this a part of status because it is science fiction, uh, on, on several different levels, not the ghost level. That's real, but on the, uh, on the, uh, the science of it, I, I thought it was, I, I, I really like this movie. I've always liked this movie ever since I was a kid. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to Ghostbusters uh, 2021. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. I'm I'm really interested to see where they go with that, and we'll we'll be covering that on this show whenever it comes out. Yes, yes. I was afraid we weren't because I thought I thought maybe that we could consider uh, these guys superheroes. I mean they they take on ghosts for crying out loud. Yeah, I'm but they, I mean, we, they don't have they don't have like special powers that they use to take on ghosts. It's, I don't know. Uh, I would say that they have the power, uh, you know, to use their brains. A lot of people don't seem to <laughs> don't, don't seem that. If that's a superpower now, then we're in trouble. Well, I would think we are in trouble. Oh, yes, yes, sir, one hundred percent. Hey, how does an orchestra player afford a corner penthouse in New York? I was. I well, think uh, I, I think people in the New too. York Symphony Orchestra actually make pretty good money. Enough to have a corner penthouse? Well, this is also in the 80s, too. So I don't think the prices have inflated or had inflated by that much back then. But well, yeah. this is what, early, mid-80s? Uh, this was 1984, 84. so yeah, early almost 80s. Almost mid-80s, yeah. So I don't, yeah, huh. I don't know. New York looked really clean uh, compared to... To what I remember it looking like in other movies in the seventies and eighties, I didn't think the cleanup was until Giuliani took over in the nineties. Yeah, I mean, well, you only I don't saw know so many streets. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. 
All right, so looking up, doing some research on a on the fly. I'm trying to find some uh, research on a fly. Apparently, yeah, <laughs> search on a fly. Trying to find the uh, salary for <laughs> instrumentalist on uh, the well, New York Philharmonic. What if she was first chair? I, I think that would make a big difference, right? Probably she's first. Probably yeah, she's first chair. I'm sure she's because it's world renowned, right? The New York. Yes. Symphony. I mean, you, you have to be the best renowned. of the best to, to be on the New York Philharmonic, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Cream of the crop. Like, not not Rob. Not Rob level. Kazoo. No, no. Yeah. Right. Dude, I can play a kazoo, a kazoo like a motherfucker. Not even, not even Sergeant Bacon on a kazoo level. Like, you've, it's much, it's much, much higher. Uh, uh, level of proficiency to be, it's it's prestigious. It's prestigious. I think we could just say it's prestigious and and move on. I don't. Why did we start off here? I don't, I don't know, know why he started because there. Rob started asked the off question. Here. Right. Of, well, of course. <sighs> Rob. Yeah. I thought so. five thousand dollars was cheap to take care of a ghost and trap it. All right. So the. New York Philharmonic bass pay in 2014-2015 was 141113 according to, I don't know, some site called Pin Live. I think it's newspaper. That's not enough to afford a penthouse, a corner penthouse. Not well, that's, with that's a, base uh, pay. Not a corner penthouse, <coughs> penthouse with a Okay, a, well, if that's base pay. That's oh, base if, pay. If, if that's base pay, if... Okay, but it's not like people knew they didn't give us enough background to really go on. Sure. So even base pay, if you go mid level, let's just say she's making double that. Let's just say she's making three hundred thousand dollars a year. That's still not enough, even in, in mid nineteen eighties, to afford a corner penthouse apartment that overlooks Central Park. Maybe she inherited it. That's probably I that I can get behind. One hundred percent that I can get behind. She could have inherited it, or maybe she comes from money. Maybe she's got a sugar daddy. Maybe. I don't know. I'd like to think that she does. Oh, my God. Sigourney Weaver's so hot in this movie. Yes. Like I don't, yes, she I is. Don't, there it is. I don't think she's that hot in Alien. I don't uh, think she was Alien. meant to be. Yeah. She was, she was <sighs> kind of dirty in Alien. In this one. I know, but not the kind of dirty I, mean, I like. In this one. Oh, man. But I mean, in yeah. Alien, they were space truckers. So, I mean, how hot is she going to be? Dennis Hopper was a space trucker, sir. She was not a space trucker. They were space truckers. Don't don't ever make that comparison again. Space <laughs> trucker is a national treasure. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the uh, the next one that we do. What huh? Is it? Uh, um, what was the other one that you found? Outside of space truckers. I don't remember. There's another good one that Jason's looking forward to. What the hell are you talking about? I don't know. Another movie that you had found that was be- that sounded better than Do you than ever space get the truckers. feeling that Rob is having conversations with somebody else? Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I am. I think, uh, <laughs> I think he's got a few people page? in his head that he talks to. <laughs> Look, Dean is missing, okay? Diane's missing. Diana? Di- D- yeah, whatever. The fuck are you talking about? I don't about? know. I Let's move oh on. <laughs> I'm not stepping on that Dana. landmine. No. Dana is missing. 
She is no longer here. You didn't know her name was it's Dana? Just Zool. When did you no, watch this it, movie? Um, uh, after my shot and before my fever. Oh, so now he's blaming this on the fever. <laughs> he's blaming this on his COVID vax. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, moving on. No. Uh, I, yeah. Sigourney Weaver looked good in this movie. Uh, she looks good in the next one too. She's not a. She's a an art restoration person in the next one, right? Yeah. How does? How yeah. do you? Pivot no, no, no. From- she, is she an art restoration person or is she dating an art restoration person? No, she was dating the like the head of the museum that where she was doing the art restoration. Why the hell? Or no, no, no. The, the the guy that. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Okay, yeah, so the, I just looked, I did some I did some research on the fly. Uh, she is a uh, celloist or in in cellist. the first one, cellist in the first one, cellist. and then she is working as a restorationist in the Manhattan Museum of Art. How does one make that? How do you pivot? <laughs> How do you? Pivot? Yeah, that, those are two really really different <laughs> skill sets. I mean, it's possible, I guess. Hands, I guess. I don't know. I feel I like know. that's just lazy writing in the second one, which I'll be honest, the second one, while much better than the 2016 version, which I've never watched because when any any movie that starts with a, a queef joke is I, I'm automatically out of. What? Uh, Why? Yeah, because it's, that's just stupid. Uh, so, but the, uh, the there's a whole bad. South Park episode devoted to that kind of thinking. I didn't watch that episode. It's just, I'm past the point in my life where juvenile humor, like, is is funny to me. I guess Maybe I'm just old and crotchety. I I don't I don't know, but I was immediately out of uh, Ghostbusters 2016. I will never watch it if it comes up on this show. If someone's like, let's watch that, I will immediately bow out of oh, that episode. I'm definitely changing my choice. Well, you can change your choice all you want. I'm still not watching it. And you and Rob, you can podcast with Rob by yourself for an hour. Like you have to ask yourself at Sounds this point, like Jason, you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? <laughs> I, I got to get you to do that somehow. <laughs> Never happened. Good luck. Good luck. May the odds ever be in your favor. <laughs> it's just not, that's not it. But the second one was, it was, it was worse than the first one, but the sequel lag, sequel fatigue, whatever you want to call it in the eighties, that was a thing. And even for most of the nineties, the second one was never as good as the first one. And after the second one, the cast kind of went their own separate ways. And some of them had falling outs for a while. And did they ever make up before Ramus died? Yeah. Yeah. I think they, I think they got together and, and kind of buried the hatchet. I don't know, you know, how much making up they did, but um, if memory serves, I think Ramus's daughter said that he and Bill Murray had, Talked and, and kind of made up before before Good. he died. Good. This is the, the Ghostbusters movie. And I know that Bill Murray has been in other things that have been hilarious. But for me, this is the ultimate Bill Murray movie. Oh, I think Groundhog Day is the ultimate Bill yeah. Murray movie. I, See, I, but I that's think, just it. Groundhog yeah. Day, for me, it's so mainstream. And everybody loves that. And everybody knows that. And it wasn't him or was it the hot chick in Groundhog Day? No, it was him. Well, no, nah, I don't know. The hot chick was pretty hot. Um, and it's because she's hotter than Sigourney Weaver. 
No, she's not. Oh, yeah. Oh, you take that back. No, no, I won't. Sigourney Weaver is not classically hot. Well, I yeah, I mean, I can see that. She is. It, it takes an eye, like a keen eye, to say Sigourney Weaver is hot. She is hot. Make no mistake. If you don't think Sigourney Weaver is hot, there is something wrong with you. But the woman, uh, and I don't remember her name. Um, she was like the the it, like the it actress for a while, and the, the one in, from Groundhog Day. Yeah, the her name is on the uh, tip Annie, of my tongue. Annie. So I think it's no, Ann. I don't. Annie. I don't think you're right. No. I, wait. No. I think it is first name Ann. Yeah. I think. It's, I think he's right. And now I'm trying. to all I can oh, think of is Ann Oh, buddy. What is uh, Andy McDowell? Andy McDowell. Andy. Andy. Oh, Not Annie. Well, I, oh, Annie. Look. Andy. I was trying to think of the fucking name. Andy McDowell. I came up with it off the top of my head. No research. Because that's how I roll. Anyway. I think she's hotter than Sigourney Weaver. But regardless, I still think that Bill Murray, this is Bill Murray's, like, his ultimate role. I think he's funnier in this than he was in Groundhog Day. And Groundhog Day was great. It was hilarious. But for me, Ghostbusters is it. This is the Bill Murray movie. See, I think he he was really funny in this. Don't get me wrong. And and most of this movie was ad-libbed by not only him, but everybody else. In fact, that entire party scene... Uh, from uh, Rick Moranis' apartment, that was pretty much all ad-libbed by Rick Moranis. I mean, that just goes to show the genius of Rick Moranis um, because that didn't seem like an ad-lib type thing that he was doing. That seemed scripted, but apparently he was just coming up with that off the fly. But I think Groundhog Day for me is a better Bill Murray movie and I really like Scrooged. I think Bill Murray does a really good job in Scrooged, too. Yeah, I would agree with that. I like Scrooged a lot. Um, but it's not something that I watch every Christmas. Oh, I do. Nor is, Gro- nor is Groundhog Day something I watch every Groundhog's Day. This is not. But Ghostbusters, maybe it should be. Anytime I'm flipping through the channels, like when I used to flip through channels and it was on, I would stop and I would watch. Wouldn't matter where I was at. Didn't care about commercials. Didn't care about stupid pan and scan. Back in the day when pan and scan was a thing, I would watch the fucking movie because it's great. It's hilarious. It's one of the most quotable movies. It is quotable ever. Like, and it's just fantastic from beginning to end. I don't, I think the pacing was great because you're not, there's never a part in Ghostbusters where you're just like, oh fuck, what are they doing now? It just rolls from one hit to the next. And there's always a one liner. There's always a quip and there's always a, there's always something that gets you. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I, I it, thought, I thought it was, well, while it did move from thing to thing, I think, I think it took a lot of liberties on what was plausible. You know, the, the whole penthouse. <laughs> it's a fucking. No, no, I know. No, no. But what I'm saying, you know, the whole orchestra player has the penthouse and then they get canned wait, from wait, the university and then wait, miraculously movie, they can make it big. About ghosts and paranormal bullshit. Yeah. You get hung up on the cellist <laughs> making enough yeah. money to live in a fucking corner penthouse. Yeah, and then the uh, the guys getting canned from the university and then immediately making it big. Rob, more or less, because ghosts are real. You convinced me. There are, there are some things about you, you convinced that I will, me. Will Take never the win. Understand. Take the win, James. Take I, the I, win. You know what? I'd rather just give it back to you. 
No, you can same. have it. You can have it with all its sticky ectoplasm and everything. <laughs> <laughs> ectoplasm is a thing. That's the other thing about this movie is they took, they took at the time in the eighties, nobody really knew like it, paranormal wasn't nearly as mainstream as it is today. Like you didn't have ghost hunters on television. You didn't have paranormal groups that uh, where people were like, hey, I'm in a paranormal group. It, you know, if you said that in the eighties, you're like, really guy, shut the fuck up. Uh, but now today it's more mainstream. So then it wasn't, but they took actual uh, stuff from that world, from that paranormal world that people had been looking into for hundreds of years. And they integrated it in, in a very comedic way. Um, I, it's just, it's one of those movies where I, I was afraid today because I haven't seen it in a few years. I'll be honest. I was afraid today when I watched it, I was going to be disappointed and like, this doesn't stand up and it's not good, but like it just added to it. And there were things that I noticed in this movie. I never noticed before. Did you guys catch the stay puffed foreshadowing in the movie? Yes. A couple oh of yeah. Times? Whenever yeah, yeah. she was yeah. pulling out her groceries. Yeah. No, there was one on the side of a building. In the middle of the movie, in the one. middle of the movie, there was in the side of on the side of a building. It was a faded Stay Puft Marshmallow uh, yeah, advertisement. I didn't see that one. I saw oh, the yeah. bag. I saw the bag. Yeah, I saw the bag of marshmallows that she put out right before the the eggs started cooking themselves. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so there was that, but then there was that. There was the uh, there was a. It wasn't a billboard. It was like somebody had. You know how they used to do on those old buildings? They just painted on a building, and there's your billboard. Right. It was right. that. Yeah. Yeah, it was that it was just a little right. bit faded. Yeah, it was so good. you you mentioned you were worried about it, you know, not holding up to what you remembered. I uh, I, I kind of had the other uh, the other effect while I was watching this. It was like, oh my gosh, I remember this from back in the day. This is so much. This is awesome. Like especially like the music. Um, I thought the music was great in it, and it <laughs> remind. And, and the reason is is because it reminds me of when I was a kid. I would listen to the Ghostbusters soundtrack on a record all the time at our house. And it was just every time those those songs were coming up, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So, so. some of the music I thought was good, but I think listening yeah. to it now, a lot of that music is <laughs> no, hokey and 80s good. as shit. Oh, no, yeah. it's, it's still good. There was one song about a hero, and I'm like, Oh, this is like on the fucking nose. It was while they were g- driving to um, to her building for the final showdown with Gozer the Gozerian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there was like that music. I'm like, oh, really, guys? Like, you should have just played the fucking Ghostbusters theme and been done with it. <laughs> why, are we, why are we playing it? <laughs> they were this? only allowed to play it twice, at the beginning right. and the end. Um, yeah, I, and here's the other thing. I think that in today's overly political hypersensitive cancel culture climate that we live in. There is zero about this movie that people will want to cancer it cancel except, except maybe why someone's going to get my player award later. And then maybe they might want to cancel that. But I don't give a shit. It's hilarious. You think this movie would be able to get made today though? God, I, I, I hope so. Here's the thing. Comedy is supposed to be edgy. Comedy is supposed to. Sure. It's supposed push to push the, the boundaries. Right. So everybody just fucking relax and realize it's a goddamn comedy. I, I think this would be independent. If it got made, it'd be, it would be an independent, an indie film. I don't think it would have been a mainstream. Well, Stripes was before this, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So this, yeah. this came about because Stripes was semi-successful. 
what didn't it? Because they were like, oh, you guys did. Because Stripes was the first movie they did after Saturday Night Live. Dan Aykroyd originally wrote this movie based off of uh, some like himself and his interest in the paranormal. And I think his grandfather, his grandmother was really into it as well. And then he got together with Reitman and Reitman put him together with Ramus. And then he and Ramus totally rewrote the script and kind of grounded it because it was, it was more outlandish than uh, what we got on the, on the screen. Um, but I think, so yeah, I think Caddyshack helped. Caddyshack came came before this. That helped kind of launch Murray's career. And then Stripes, I think, was what kind of led to Murray's popularity on on film. But what did Murray do? He did a few more films before this one. Because Murray was a pretty uh, big name by the time. So he did did Meatballs. Right, uh, yep. Tootsie. Mm-hmm. Stripes and Caddyshack; those were his big main ones that he did prior to Ghostbusters. Yeah. I've seen Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Meatballs I've is seen, fun. I haven't seen, Meat, but there's no fucking way in hell Meatballs would ever get made today, though. But isn't that a, like I just I hate that. I hate that when someone looks at a movie that's that's objectively good. That can't be made today because of the hypersensitive climate and cancel culture that we live in. I hate that. It's just supposed to be funny. It's not supposed to be a statement on anything. It's just funny. Like everybody just needs to shut the fuck up and relax. There's not very much in this movie though. Ghostbusters that I don't think people would want to cancel. No, probably not. I mean, not nothing that I can think of, but fuck, who knows? Yeah, I can't. I, I can't. I'm sitting here going, well, maybe the EPA guy. No, maybe the mayor. No, I mean, the like EPA was, guy was just there as a one dimensional asshole to kind of help move the plot along. Oh, but it was so good. Oh, it was. It was good. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I was waiting for you to introduce uh, Rob as dickless. And then I was going <laughs> to say, yes, it's, it's, it's true. true. This man has no dick. Yeah. And one of the most Thank iconic you. lines in this fucking movie is, you know, dogs and cats living together, yeah, mass hysteria, mass hysteria. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I, I had totally forgotten that that came from Ghostbusters. Just There's a couple. Cause it's been a while that I've seen this movie. Like, what did you do? Ray? Like, oh, yeah. I, I say that yeah. all the time. Yeah. Uh, Ray, if somebody asks you, if you're a God, you say, say yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Like yeah. you walk in and you Rob hit the piano a couple of times, like those two notes. You go, oh, they hate that. <laughs> like there's just shit that you just I have done for years because of this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. It'll uh, definitely go down in history as as an all time classic. Um, Let's show this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Gozer was hot. Is anybody else on board with the Gozer's hot train? Gozer was no. hot, yeah. No. And how, I don't didn't know how have, she jumped around with those fucking stilettos, but I'm glad she did. She didn't have much of a career. No, she didn't, but she was hot. She was hot. Oh, I was trying to, I meant to look up to see who that co-ed was at the beginning of the movie, and I never did. Oh, I wanted to know too, because she Cause She looked sm- familiar, so. She did. Oh, oh, I was like, oh, she's a Jennifer Runyon. Never heard of who her. that is. Jennifer, if you're out there. Sounds like Funyun. You were a fucking smoke show in the day. 
She doesn't look like uh, she had. So she could listen to this podcast. Successful right. career. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Although she Tell has you, made Jim. something recently. Gunfight at Silver Creek. I might have to watch it. See if she's still a smoke show. She did a or lot of Rob TV as guest appearances. And uh, you can take a look for me on the old interwebs or his uh, super secret porn browser. Not seeing anything. Oh, that's sad. Anyway, oh, I'm, she was I'm on sure Another World, on. apparently, quite a few episodes. 15 episodes of that. Maybe. Another World? What is that? That was um, that was a sitcom back in the early 80s. It was oh. a spinoff of the Cosby show, I think. I remember. Is that the one with... Uh, uh, Bonet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lisa, Lisa Monet. Yeah. Was it Monet or Bonet? Monet. Monet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I remember that show for like a hot minute because it came on after the Cosby show. I'd watch it for 10 minutes. And I'd go do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Cosby show was great. Cosby, Cosby show was so great. Now Cosby was a. Yeah. Yeah. Awful, he awful a, person. He was a Vinkman. <laughs> All right, James, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Is Ghostbusters, this 1984 para-psychic, para-ghost story, sci-fi adjacent, or, well, I guess it is sci-fi. They did use science and scientific instruments. Is this more sci-fi than 1122-63? I answer that. I just want to make sure everybody heard Jason say that they did use scientific instruments, just like real paranormal investigators do today. Therefore, it is science. Uh, but let's just take a look at let's 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 examine these two movies for just a hot minute. In eleven twenty two sixty three, there was a closet that took you to the past. Maybe nobody like did it though. Did you just fall down the closet, hit your head, and you dreamt it? I don't know. But there was just a closet in this movie. The refrigerator said. You know, there is no Dana, only Zool. You know, there's there's neutral uh, uh, nuclear accelerators on their back. Uh, they had this nice little device, EPK meter, uh, that would, uh, yeah. You know what? Ghostbusters, more sci-fi than 11.22.63 by a fucking mile. And didn't they reuse that EPK meter, if I'm remembering correctly, in like the fifth element? <laughs> As a they, prop I, in the fifth element? Maybe. Was it the fifth element or was it another movie? I know that they used it in another movie. I want to say it was the fifth element. I don't. I, I, was it? Yeah. And it's a movie that we've reviewed on this show because I brought it up at that point. I just can't remember what fucking movie it was. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you get old? I know. Uh, well, we've done 152 of these fuckers. So. <laughs> oh, PKE. PKE. There you go. Whatever. PKE. All right, Rob, you got a haiku for us this week? You know it. This one's titled Locksmith. Zool, the gatekeeper. I would be her key master. Who you going to call? <laughs> well, not <bud>. you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not you. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, who's got awards? Yes, Jessica yes. Alba is certainly not calling you. 
<laughs> so who's your hall pass, James? I, I, you know what? I don't have a hall pass because I'll just at, at any given moment I'll just be like you, me. Now I, I would point at a random like you. I would just point at the woman and go. You want to be my hall pass? I, all of them will say no. So it doesn't fucking matter. I don't need a hall pass. <laughs> God damn! I watch a movie with my wife. It doesn't matter. Like we'll be watching The Expanse. Because I'm going through that right now. We're in season five, which is amazing. If you're not watching season five of The Expanse, you're just doing life wrong, Rob. And I'm working I, on it. We're we're watching it, and this someone, some woman will come walking on, uh, you know, into the scene, and I'll be like, "Do I have to say it?" She's like, "No, that's right." She's fucking hot. <laughs> like, so I don't have a hall pass. I just point out who all the hot women are. I don't want anybody to be disappointed that they're my hall pass, just like Jessica Alba and fucking Tina Fey. I don't want that. I wouldn't wish that on any woman. I will just creepily talk like this and say, oh, baby, call me. They'll never call me. I'm not afraid of them calling me because they never will. So there's no disappointment on their end, and there's no disappointment on my end. I think that's the chivalrous uh, chivalrous thing to do. I, I pronounced it right the second time. So my black lung. <laughs> yeah, Rob, who's got your black lung? Um, I just gave it to Ray. Just, just Ray in general. Because he always had a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. He even yeah. did that uh, that whole dried lip on the on the butt thing, yeah. and it C- hang, yeah, yeah, hung C- down. Yeah. yeah, I can't tell you back when I smoked cigarettes how many times I would try, try to do that. I, it would uh, it never lasted nearly as long as it did in that scene. Oh, they I know. I don't know. I, yeah, I could get it done, but it would fall off after a few seconds. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, James, who's got yours? Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I, I was gonna give it to Ray as well, uh, because he smoked the like they all smoked except Egon. In fact, that's who it's gonna go to. It's gonna go to everybody but Egon. Okay. Egon. Yeah. So mine's gonna go to just the Ghostbusters. Um, Egon didn't smoke. No, he didn't. But I mean, Ray and Winston and Peter all did. And yeah. uh, uh, what's her face? The the uh, receptionist did too. God, what is Annie, Annie Potts? Potts is, oh, she's so hot. Yeah, she was hot. Oh um, God! What was her character's name? Janine. Janine. That's right, Janine. I just always think of fun her as fact. Annie Potts off of Designing She's Women. A, yeah. Fun fact: she uh, gets with Louis Tully in the second. Yeah, one. in the second one. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a. Oh, that's right. Me, uh, <laughs> I forgot all about that. That's right. So oh, why would she do that? I don't know. She could have had Egon. I think because he or maybe Egon's just asexual. Maybe he's just like. Yeah, he didn't seem too interested. He's in love with science. Mm, nah, that sounds like a certain Jason. What? Okay. I'm just saying, like, you're more Egon out of anybody on this podcast. You're you're the you're the egghead. You're the guy that knows a lot of stuff. You're very smart. You're even smarter in your own head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you're Egon. You Stop. are that guy. Stop. You're you're gonna give him a big head. It does, yeah, he's already right. got a big. You're head. making me blush. Matter. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just he's saying. Got your head lush, James. Uh, uh, let's get go to Venkman. Venkman immediately. He got fired. He didn't give a shit. He immediately started drinking, and that's the way to do it, kids. You get fired. You go drinking. I don't think it was the getting fired that made him drink. I think he just likes to drink. Maybe, but that they didn't really explore that in the movie, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Rob? I gave it to Slimer for guzzling the God potty booze. damn it. 
Yeah, that's who's got mine too, because he was just downing all the wine. It was going he right through him it. too. He's a lightweight. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, I was gonna say it just went right through him. He didn't actually drink at all. He tried it just, to though. He, well, it doesn't means he was probably an alcoholic things. when he was alive. Well, obviously, did you see how swollen his face was? Yeah. Yeah. He looked a little jaundiced too. Maybe some liver disease. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. A little green yep. around the gills. Yep. Yep. All right, Rob. Who's got your player? Uh, I gave my player to uh, Zool for uh, propositioning Vinkman. He, uh, she wanted him inside her. Okay, James. Yeah. Uh, as foreshadowed earlier in the show, I'm getting mine to Peter Vinkman for bringing 300 cc's of Thorazine to a date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta wonder who does that. <laughs> yep. I'm and, just saying. and it's not like he had it in his car because he <laughs> took the taxi back home afterwards. The guy came prepared to for date. a good time. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go a different direction. Mine's going to Lewis as the key master for getting to uh, bang the gatekeeper. This would be, and you're not wrong. To, you're not wrong for that, Jason. But this would be akin to either Tina Fey and or Jessica Alba going. All right, fuck it. I'll be your hall pass. <laughs> you think they remembered? Oh, no, I don't they know. Didn't remember because they said what happened. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but didn't they have like a kind of an awkward <laughs> okay, yeah, meeting yeah, in they, the second movie? I, maybe we, they we don't. I think so. We don't talk about that yet. I, not to get, not to go to a place where, you know, you get too graphic, but after you've had sex, you, you know you had sex. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, true. So they would have had, even if they didn't remember, if they went, what happened? Like they would have been like, well, no, no, no. See, it would have been, it would have been fine because they turned into dogs and then turned (laughs) back into themselves. So they were all nice and squeaky clean. Smells like barbecue dog hair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs) Everybody was fucking covered in marshmallow. Except, Except Peter. Vinkman. Yeah, you think that was Bill Murray saying, "No, was, I'm not. I'm not that, getting covered up in this bullshit." <laughs> that was Bill. That was actually that. It was. I looked it up. That was Bill Murray going. It's funnier if I have very little and everybody else is covered. And Aykroyd <laughs> said, "You're right. Fucking douse me. Like, just <laughs> cover me and leave him with just like a dollop on his shoulder or whatever." And it worked. I thought that's probably one of the funniest things in the movie. You know, this movie's kind of dark because, you know, um, Peck just got doused. I mean, just dumped on with liquid fucking marshmallow. And liquid fucking marshmallow is really fucking hot. Anybody who's like touched a marshmallow oh, after they've I'm, recently I'm sure, roasted it. That wasn't, that wasn't I'm sure liquid it wasn't marshmallow. Like real liquid marshmallow. And no, I know it wasn't like was, real liquid marshmallow. They're not going to burn an actor to well, death, but well, I mean, that, was, that wasn't liquid. Mar- that was, acting. that was the Stave puffed losing his bowels when he got gross. Like regardless, it wasn't like he was screaming. It's burning. Like, well, they cut away pretty quick, didn't they? Oh, well, they, yeah, they didn't want you to know. Yeah. They didn't want you to see the aftermath of somebody just yeah. getting roasted. In marshmallow. Well, the Ghostbusters were covered in sand. Venkman, they were covered in marshmallow, and none of them were 
burnt alive. Well, that was marshmallow bits. Not only that, that but they, explosion. They survived a giant fucking fireball of an explosion that took and the a sinkhole. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and they walked away just barely singed. Yeah. Right. Like, I, yeah. Well. All right, James, who's got your purple hippo? Uh, my, my purple hippo is going to go, um, to Dana because when you're possessed, I can only imagine like, that's just a, that, that's a, that's a mind fuck. Like if you are full on possessed by another, uh, spirit, is anything ever the same again? Uh, that's who it goes to. Rob. Um, I'm giving mine to Winston because uh, he's seen shit that will turn him white. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that line. Yeah. And that line right there is why this cannot be made. I don't think that's oh, true. I don't think so. <laughs> I, think I think that, that one's think, fine. Yeah, I think that's fine for him to say it. Yeah, for him to say it. The yeah, other way, to have a white person say it the other way, yeah. probably not fine. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? All right, mine's going to go to... Uh, Mine's going to go to Lewis again because he was chased through Central Park by one of the, <laughs> the dog demons. <laughs> and then they kind of cut away, Why? but you, you kind of imagine, you know, can you imagine one of those dog demons humping your leg? Wait, what? Can, I I change, mean, can I change mine? I want to change mine to Vince Clortho. Because he just seemed like he was out of it the whole time anyway. I hate it. Are you the key? Are you the gatekeeper? <laughs> Yeah, he did. I think I think I think he was he talking, got dropped on his head one yeah, too many times. Like talking to the fucking horse. Are you the gatekeeper? <laughs> Vince Clortho, the fucking keymaster. Like he was gonna fuck the horse. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I want to. I change mine to Vince Clortho. And, and why? Why would? Why would the dog chase? Chase Lewis. Why didn't he just like? Because he was the keymaster. He was the keymaster. Yeah. yeah, but why would? Because uh, he, he was in the right possessed. spot in the building. I yeah. guess. Yeah. I, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. They knew what so it you felt had to like get. To... You had to get prepped. I guess what so. Did he say? Which they is really have... funny that he was the keymaster, yet he kept locking himself out of his own apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna play Twister. I I just got that. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! No, what did he keep saying? Like. The, you said he ad-libbed most of his stuff, right? Yeah. It so was all when, about taxes. Yeah. So when Egon was interviewing him and going, I don't think he's fully human. Like, we've got the key master here. And what did he say? He's like, who's Gozer the Gozerian? Who's Gozer the Destructor? And he, in the second oh, yeah. Like, and then he started. That was all. <laughs> I don't know about that. I know the, the part in his apartment party when he was talking about, you know, uh, buying that shit and getting it on sale and just good finances and all that stuff. Whenever he was talking to everybody, that was all. That was all ad libbed. Well, whatever, whoever wrote that line, those lines for him, where he was like, uh, he took the form of a slorg, and they knew what it was like to burn in the belly of the depths of a slorg that day. I tell you that, like, I was just every time he does that, I'm losing it. Well, and that, that may have been ad lib too. From what I understand, a lot of this fucking movie was just them riffing off of each other. There wasn't a whole lot of the written script in this movie. Get her. That Ray, get her. <laughs> really? Scientific, Ray. <laughs> like this whole movie, I was laughing out loud. My wife, like, literally, she took 
our daughter to the park. She's like, I don't get it. We're going to the park. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's fucking hilarious. What is wrong with you? So good. So good. All right. So next week is going to be Rob's choice. Rob, uh, what are you making us watch? <laughs> well, it's got to be sci-fi. Mm-hmm. But it's it's gotta it's gotta be my tastes. Oh God! So Jesus Christ! Um, we don't do porn on this show, Rob. Can we do the next best thing? <laughs> do, do you want me to? Do you want me to read it out loud and let you guys try to guess? Sure. Let's do that. All right. A group of scientists try Species. to track down. Oh, <laughs> suck! You didn't even let me get through it. Yes, we are watching 1995's Species. Yeah, the film where a group it's of scientists to try porn. to track down yeah. and trap a killer alien seductress before she successfully mates with a human. So this yeah. is basically Rob's wet dream. It is. It is. I love. I'm how- excited for this in more ways than one. Right. I don't. I've never. I'll be honest. I've never seen this movie. Have you not? You have never seen this? Oh, man. You are so this. lucky. Uh, okay. Make sure right. your daughter's not in the room, okay? Obviously. I'll have to watch this. You're taking up valuable time where I could be watching something I would like to watch, Rob. Uh, hey, you know, if your arm gets tired, just switch to the I, other look, hand. I, it's look, fine. I can guarantee you. Like, she's attractive. I, I'm not. Just, no. It's, just, it's basically Just think horror. of it this way. This is basically think- science fiction horror. It's action horror sci-fi, yeah. But think of it this way. Um, There will be lots of pictures next week. So, yeah, this week was dry, Rob. I'm a little disappointed. Sorry. This is is an example of a shitty script that cannot be elevated by a stacked cast. So, this movie has Sir Ben Kingsley, Mm -hmm. Michael Madsen, Mm -hmm. Alfred Molina, Forrest Whitaker. Yep, yep. And it still sucks. Helgenberger. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Uh, she she was pretty popular with. Oh, was she it? was on uh, CSI. CSI. Yeah, CSI. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, um, and this movie okay. still sucks balls. Ah, it's fine. Who's oh, the hot wow. chick I in the did, movie? Who's the Natasha Hinstridge? Uh, Natasha Hinstridge. That's right. This movie made her. This put her on the map. Right, and then, and then she dropped off the map. Right. Her look. I'm just telling you, Natasha Henstrich's boobs are not going to make this movie tolerable. They're That's just what not. You think you'll like it? Is it full frontal? Can be. Oh my god! Fuck. Yeah, I'm not For looking you? forward to this. You For know what? You, I gave you Ghostbusters, a fucking classic, a gem of a movie, and you give us this fucking turd sandwich. You're a douche. You're welcome. Uh, with that awful disappointment, we're done for this week. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Podcrawl music is Snack Mix My Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Discord. On Twitter at status underscore podcast. Or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Patreon. And that make sure to create... Visit Creative Brain Candy for more great shows and other creative works at creativebraincandy.com. For this week, I'm Jason. Hey, did you guys know that uh, Carl Winslow was in this? Uh, I'm also, I I just want everyone to know I'm disappointed for both Jessica Alba and Tina (laughs) Fey. We'll talk to you next week.